0: Welcome to the Body Discovery Podcast. My name is Nicole. I'm a holistic osteopath, I'm a lover of movement and breath, and I'm a lifelong yogi. This podcast is for anyone who wishes to delve deeper into the mysteries of their own amazing self-healing body. So expect a blend of traditional wisdoms, teachings of yoga, tantra, herbal and plant medicine that have lasted through the ages blend it onto a strong foundation of anatomy, new innovations in science, nutrition, detox and movement practices, as well as my first-hand experience as a holistic health practitioner. As a firm believer in the self-healing capacity of the body, I will also give you simple lifestyle tools to incorporate this increased awareness into your current reality and in that way optimise your health and vitality forevermore. All
1: right, today is the day I'm going to address a topic that I've been meaning to address but I've been hesitant to address because it's such a large topic um, and it can go anywhere really, especially when we're talking about the body um, because this topic affects everything in your body, literally everything um, and it. that's why it's also such an interesting topic because it's like it's at the core of our body, it's also at the core of our well-being. So the topic I'm talking about is breathing and breathing really bridges um, science with spiritual practices in a sense that breathing also bridges body and mind. It bridges your physical symptoms with your emotional state. It's so evident to me in practice, both in my yoga practice, using breathing tools, which allow me to either feel more energized or more calm. As well as in my practice, seeing patients osteopathically, it just shows how external influences can really affect how someone breathes and how this effect on their breathing then causes all sorts of symptoms. Like it's very often the mediator between emotional well-being and physical well-being, more often than not. Um, So one of the main reasons this is is because um often we don't breathe fully anymore so it's become quite evident to me that a lot of the time we we really love breathing in but we don't really love or enjoy breathing out (laughs) it's almost like a surrender or a trust thing where we know how well um, oxygen serves us and how good oxygen is for us but It's like we're scared to actually let go. So um, any kind of fear we have in our body or any kind of trauma often comes up as a fear of surrender and, in that sense, a fear of exhaling as well. So, And when we don't breathe out properly, that then affects our muscles of breathing. And (laughs) the main muscle that we'll talk about today is the diaphragm which sits right between your rib cage and your abdomen so it's this sheath of muscles that um goes all across your body so it connects from the front of your ribs like the bottom of your rib cage to your vertebra at the back so it sits just underneath your lungs it's attached to the lungs and it's on top of your abdomen and your organs all right so when Um, this diaphragm, it sits in such a central position that it affects so many things. And how cool is it that it's affected by our breathing, which is then affected by our emotional state and whichever situation we find ourselves in. So it really shows that everything around us in our life affects our physical well-being. So that's why I love this topic so much. Um... Let's talk about how the diaphragm actually should work. So the diaphragm contracts when we inhale and it relaxes when we exhale. So the diaphragm is a dome shape. So imagine, imagine an umbrella and imagine it, imagine putting it up halfway. All right. (laughs) So that's your diaphragm when it's relaxed. Okay. (laughs) so your diaphragm's relaxed when your umbrella's up halfway then when it contracts it's got these two little um protrusions of muscle that come just off the back um and they they become ligaments that attach to the back of your spine so when the muscle contracts it actually flattens out so imagine putting your umbrella up all the way now and that's your diaphragm when it's contracted so it's flattened out it flattens out and because it's attached to the bottom of your lungs when it flattens out so it's flattening out from its dome shape to its flat shape and it's pulling the lungs down with it so the diaphragm's pulling down into your abdomen pulling the lungs down with it and increasing the space the volume of your lungs so as it does that, volume of your lungs increases. So because there's more volume there, the pressure goes down, and the air that is surrounding you, the air that is touching your nostrils and your mouth, just passively comes into your lungs because of the pressure differential. That's pretty cool, hey. So your diaphragm's contracted to allow air into your lungs, and then when we exhale, we don't need to do anything except for relax the diaphragm we relax the diaphragm and it goes all the way back up but if we don't relax and we're in this predatory state that we are in often in this life when we're stressed or when we're trying to achieve a goal when we're sitting behind our computer and trying to um write down things for a deadline or whatever or a project we're in this predatory state where we're breathing shallowly breathing shallowly is when we breathe in, um, we don't breathe in all the way, but we also don't breathe out all the way. So imagine our diaphragms trying to relax all the way by, by us exhaling all the way. If we don't exhale all the way, our diaphragm never gets to its fully relaxed state, okay? So if the diaphragm doesn't relax fully, um, it actually becomes quite contracted and it doesn't, it becomes its natural state. Um, contraction becomes its natural state. Okay. And I see that a lot in patients. Um, I'll be palpating their diaphragm, and most of the time, most patients, it's quite tender and hypertonic, um, contracted. So this really shows that we are often in an oversensitized, anxious state, and this has become our normal. Okay, Because of all the to-do lists and all the goals we have through life, we are constantly in fight or flight, which is a state in which our body doesn't actually heal properly. We can't actually heal any inflammation that we have in our body, and that's when we get lots of symptoms come up and we get disease, we get autoimmune disorders. Um, Yeah, so looking at your breathing and the way your breathing can really reduce any kind of physical ailments you have and because of that then also increase your mental health and your mental well being. Um so yeah this contracted state of your diaphragm comes about because it doesn't move through its full range of up and down. And this happens especially when you're chronically in a state of anxiety, chronically in a state of needing to get somewhere and needing to finish a goal, needing to. It's kind of like how a lion is sitting really quite still and breathing quite shallowly when it's trying to catch its prey. It's like we're constantly in that state that the lion's in. It's not relaxed. It's trying to be really still. It's trying to not move its body. So it's also not breathing properly. So that's something that we actually. It becomes a habit. It becomes such a habit that the diaphragm stops knowing that it's meant to relax, okay? <laughs> um, and it becomes weaker as well. So we can get a really weak diaphragm, a weak, overcontracted diaphragm. Um, so that's what most breathing exercises will address. So, one of the main breathing exercises that I try get people to do like most of my patients is to extend their exhalation so as we were saying before when you exhale your diaphragm relaxes and that's something we don't do very often in life if we're in this predatory fight-or-flight state so that's something that would be that's something that we want to make a habit again we want to exhale we want to surrender to life okay we want to have faith in life that everything's going to be okay and not hold on too much to this oxygen, to this inhalation, okay? Like we're fine. We don't need the breath. <laughs> um, so how you can do that is really simple. You can just do a 4-4 four, four breath, so breathing in for four seconds and then breathing out for four seconds. Once you get this and do this 10 times or so, and it becomes easy. You can extend the exhalation to six seconds. So you breathe in for four, breathe out for six. All right. And try to really breathe out fully. A way you can do this is by even putting your hands on your ribcage and pushing down on your exhalation. All right. And once you've done the six and that becomes easy, breathe in for four and then breathe out for eight and do that for a while. And that will really allow your diaphragm to relax again and to remember that it can be in a more relaxed state than it was previously. Um, as I was saying, your diaphragm can also become weak. Um, so it's mainly because we don't, we're not using it properly. Okay. Um, there's a few practices that you can do to increase the strength of your diaphragm. Um. For example, um what did I have written down here? Mm-hmm. Alright, so inversions. So upside down we have a lot more pressure on our diaphragm than we have when we are the right way up. So all our abdomen or ugh, our abdominal organs are pushing onto our diaphragm. And breathing in and out is much harder for the diaphragm then. So it's basically strengthening that muscle. The longer you stay upside down, the more you will be strengthening this muscle. So, as your holding time of a certain posture, like a shoulder stand or a headstand, increases, the beneficial effect on the diaphragm also increases um another way to strengthen diaphragm is by doing twisting postures um most students will experience some discomfort in doing twisting postures because when the body is twisted there's more pressure on your abdomen and this makes it more difficult to contract the diaphragm so um Twisting, (laughs) twisting poses can become quite annoying, especially holding them for long. Like they can become not painful, but uncomfortable. So one thing you can focus on when you're doing a twisting pose is to really relax through the abdomen. Um, When you're tightening your abdomen, um, it doesn't allow your diaphragm to operate naturally. So, yeah, main thing I can say is just relax your diaphragm and as because there's so much more pressure in your abdomen when you're twisted, the diaphragm will have to work against this pressure and therefore strengthen as well. Um, Yeah, so that's two ways of doing it. Then there's also something called sandbag breathing where you use a, a bag of sand or some kind of weight on top of your abdomen and you lie down and breathe with this weight on your abdomen just so that when you're... Diaphragm is contracting down on your inhalation, it has more pressure on the abdomen to work against. So that's really strengthening those um, muscle fibers. Um, but yeah, that's if you really want to delve into that, um, you can do that for about if you do a practice like that for about 30 days, you'll really notice an improvement in breathing. Um, yeah, so the three ways of increasing the strength of your diaphragm are inversions. So upside down poses, um, twisting postures while allowing your abdomen to really release as well as sandbag breathing. So inversions, twists and sandbag or a weight on top of your abdomen. Um, yeah, so that's basically what i wanted to say about the diaphragm and there is a lot more to go into to delve into with breathing so there will be more podcasts about this the next one will be about something that is really cool um (laughs) that i've just delved into myself so it'll be about the effect of humming and how we can use humming to really increase basically the feel-good drugs in our body and to really it's yeah, it's so cool. It really helps so many things in our body to heal. And it helps our physical body so much that it makes so much sense that chanting is such a traditional thing in a lot of cultures, singing, chanting, humming. It's always made me feel really good, which is why I was delving into the science behind it. Um, yeah and i'll explain to you guys next time exactly how that works but yeah i hope this was easy for you to comprehend and you learned something about the diaphragm and your breath and hopefully you can use the tool of extending your exhalation to really calm your mind and to even reduce physical symptoms if you have any it's a really powerful tool to have and it's something we can do easily when we're driving in the car we can do it when we're waiting for an appointment you know um yeah just becoming aware of how you're breathing is the first step and yeah go from there and control your emotional state control your presence in this world and how you show up um yeah hope you enjoyed this and we'll see you next time
0: Thank you so much for listening. I really hope you got something out of that. If you would like other people to access this as well, please just give me a review or subscribe and that'll just bring me up in the rankings and allow me to be visible to more people. Um, If you'd like to learn more about me or any practices, just head to my website or my Instagram. Um, Yeah, and I will see you next time and we can delve into some more mysteries of the human form.